launched this company back uh, many years ago, bootstrapped it, then raised a mil- about a million bucks. This was back in 2011. Now about 10 people, again, helping and selling to small physicians uh, across maybe one, two, three locations, helping them and really becoming their payment provider and running many, many different parts of their business. 100 customers today, 700 bucks a month. So doing about 700 grand per month on revenue, less than 5% revenue churn per year, growing 20 to 30% year over year. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Andre Etherly. He is the founder of eMedical Fusion LLC. He holds a Master's of Science Information Systems Technology from George Washington University. Seeing the unmet needs of direct pay medical practices, he founded the company to design and build solutions that enable direct pay practices to succeed and excel both clinically and financially. Andre, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, sir. Thank you. All right. eMedical Fusion. So first thing, what's the revenue model here? Is it, is it a SaaS company? It is a SaaS company, yes. We have a couple of other revenue streams as well, but principally we're a SaaS company. Okay, that's great to understand. And then take us back to the product. So so give me an example of a customer that's using you guys and how they use you. So a customer that's using us would typically be um, some form of a direct pay practice. It might be a concierge practice or it might be an integrative medical practice or functional medical practices. These are all sort of synonymous, but they all exist out there in the industry um, to the tune of some about 12% of the medical practices are direct pay, meaning that they do not accept insurance. So that's our first criteria. If you want to use eMedical Fusion, we don't support uh, an insurance type practice at all. All of our practices are purely direct pay, meaning that the customer, the, the patient is paying them directly for services. We don't have the interference of insurance. Okay. Interesting. And who's actually paying you, the, the consumer or the hospital or the, or the no, service the provider? Consumer. The consumer, the, well, in terms of who's providing, who's paying eMedical Fusion, no, it's of course the service provider, the, the physician. So our clients are either mostly smaller physician practices, sometimes larger physician practices or physician group practices even that have, you know, locations around the country. So, okay. it, but it's always basically a medical professional, typically physicians, but also other allied providers. In other words, other non-physician medical service providers as well. I see. And what do they pay on average per month, would you say? Um, average, if it's just a single uh, practitioner, they're going to pay somewhere around, you know, $500 a month, 475 is the actual starting point. And is that like per location? That, well, that that's for a single practitioner. If we add additional locations, it's another 150 per location. Okay. Interesting. And, and how and many additional locations? Practitioner, and additional practitioners are also 150 per additional practitioner. Okay. So if you look at the average kind of company that joins you, how many locations and practitioners on average, like what's, what's a company pay you per month on average altogether? Yeah. Two to two to three. So, you know, maybe $700 or so two to three practitioners is fairly typical for us. I see. So each kind of, we don't get the really large ones. Um, we do have a few of the large group practices where they might have multiple locations, things like men's clinics that have multiple locations around the country or women's clinics, so we do have some of those that have multiple locations around the country. They might have 20, 25, 30 locations in different places around the country. And we have some of those as clients as well. I got it. Okay. And when did you launch the company? What year? Uh, 2011. 2011. And then fast forward today, have you raised com- uh, uh, capital or bootstrapped? Mostly bootstrapped. We had one small investor back uh, in 2012 and 13, uh, but since then it's mostly been bootstrapped. Okay. And how much did you raise in 2013? About a million bucks. Okay, a million. And uh, do you still work closely with that investor or no? They, they're kind of a silent partner? Not at actually. No, they, they kind of, they, we divested with them about 2013. Ah, okay. Okay, very good. And then um, again, over the past, what is that? I guess it's been seven years. Huh? Over the past seven years, how many customers have you grown to? 
Yeah, we've grown to, I mean, we don't exactly talk about the exact number of customers, but I mean, we've got, because uh, it, it depends on how you're counting. If you're counting the one customer with 30 locations, there's 30 customers or one customer, but I just call it around, you know, a couple hundred customers. Okay. And, and no, no, I, I, yes. So sorry. I don't want to know the number of locations. I just want to know like parent kind of companies, right? So, so you're working, it sounds like with about a hundred kind of groups of physicians sure. and locations. Right. Right. It might be some of them might be just single docs. Some of them might have two or three docs. And some of them might have, like I said, we have a couple that have, you know, 25, 30 locations. Yeah. Some one physician, one location, some three physicians, four locations. It just depends. Correct. Yep, okay. Exactly. Very, very good. And then look, I mean, I, so I can kind of multiply that hundred number times that $700 price point earlier. You guys are doing about a million bucks per year right now on run rate. Uh, we can call it that. Okay. Well, just cor- correct me if I'm wrong though. I'm just multiplying those two numbers. You're doing about 70 grand a month right now. That's close enough for right okay. now, yeah. And then in terms of growth, so if you go back a year ago today, how much were you doing then? Uh, about three-fourths of that. We've, we've grown quite a bit in the last year. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So teach us. I mean, how'd you grow that fast? Um, we just, you know, for one, hitting the big groups really helps, you know, as opposed to hitting one by ones. If we, you know, when we get a hit uh, where we get a, a client with 25, 30 locations, that typically really pushes the revenue up. Otherwise, you know, it's just word of mouth and Typical things. We don't have a big staff, so we don't have a big sales presence. How We're many folks are you? Lot. Uh, about 10 altogether. 10. And where's everyone based? Um, they're based around the country, and uh, we have a few employees out of the country that on the development side. Okay, so, so everyone, everyone's remote. Is both onshore and offshore. Mostly remote. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love that. Okay, good. So remote uh, all around. All, and what's the breakdown? So you have engineers, you said offshore. What are the rest of the employees? What are they doing? Uh, support. I mean, basically, we do two things, really, right? We develop software and uh, test it and promote it into production, and we, we got to support it. So, really, everybody else is doing support. If you're not developing, you're pretty much doing support. Sales, marketing? Or sales, or sales, sales marketing, support. Okay, how many folks sales marketing? Uh, sales and marketing is just two. Okay, including you? Including me. I was going to say, you got to be the rainmaker. Yeah. You're the man, you're the founder, yeah. right? That's right. You have to go get it. <laughs> you got to go get it, man. I hear you. Very good. And then look, in any kind of SaaS company, churn is really critical. Uh, what is your churn today and how do you make sure to keep it low? Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's tough. Um, I, I think in, in terms of when you talk about churn, are you talking about employees? Are you talking about customers? What are you talking no, about? No, I'm talking about customers churning. Yeah. I mean, what, what tends to keep the customers from churning too much is that, you know, we have a, in our in our model, we give them a pretty steep discount if they sign into a three-year contract as opposed to a month-to-month. So that's kind of what, that's what kind of keeps the customer base pretty steady. Mm-hmm. So they get a pretty significant, pretty material discount to do a month, to do a three-year contract. Okay. So, so what, do, do you know what your churn is annually right now? It's less than 5%. Okay. Less than 5% revenue churn per year. Yep. Okay. That's, look, that's pretty healthy. And then help us understand why it's so sticky. I mean, do you literally become basically their payment processor? We are their payment processor, so we're everything. We're their everything solution. We're everything from lead management all the way through to the EHR. So we're documenting the all the charts, all the documentation of the charts, all the e-commerce revenue. We've got a lot of unique features that you know that uh, that direct pay practices need that they can't really find in other tool sets. So we've got a few co- competitors out there, but they're still a couple of years behind us, and we just keep adding new features. Literally every forty-five days, we have a new release that brings out new features. So. I think one of the things that makes us sticky is that we actively listen to our, our customers. So when they ask us for things, we actually do it. I know a lot of companies will say that, but it might take three years before they ever bring it out. We actually, a customer might ask us for something and we'll take a look at it. It might end up in the software in the next release. So we're pretty responsive. And I think that's what helps us to, uh, to be pretty sticky because, you know, the tool set, some people feel like the software was almost built directly for them because it's, it, it, you know, we've got so many, as I call them, switches 
that allows a software to kind of be used in many different ways by many different types of practices. Um, and that's what I think helps to keep it sticky and the fact that we keep bringing out new features. And how do you land new customers? Are you just traveling the country and, and selling one-to-one? No, it's all it's all done. I mean, sometimes we go to conferences where we know that our customers are aggregated. Um, so that's one way. Otherwise, uh, we don't really do much traveling. The only time we'll travel is if it's a really large uh, customer. Otherwise, everything is done over the internet. Uh, we use Zoom meeting as our meeting tool, and we uh, we conduct you know demos and meetings and things of that nature over Zoom meeting. Very good. But we don't we don't we don't really travel other than if it, you know if it's a twenty five thirty location deal we'll travel. But other than that, we don't travel. Yeah. Under any plans to raise additional capital to fuel growth? Yeah, we are looking at that right now. We're working with a couple of folks right now, and we're hoping to get some uh, to do another capital raise here. How much capital are you hoping to raise in an ideal world? About three million bucks. And why is that the right number for you? Would you say? Because we've looked at it, and that's the number that um, gives us the ability to uh, really uh, grow the organization to where it needs to grow to from a service and support perspective, um, basically lose some money for a while so that we can really build out the organization and then turn it around in about 12 to 14 months to get back into the black. Um, and that, that's, the, that's kind of the magic number. I mean, you know, we've, we've done models at $2 million, at $3 million, at $5 million, to even at $10 million. So we've done financial modeling at all those numbers, but really... Three million is a pretty good sweet spot for us at this point. And what are you hoping to? Obviously, don't disclose specific terms, but you personally, what are you hoping to raise at in terms of pre-money valuation? I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand the question. You're saying what? What am I hoping to get as a pre-money valuation? Yeah, in other words, if, if you raise three million bucks, how much of the company are you going to give up? You think? Let's call it, you know, probably half. Oh wow, because you're sell a big, a big chunk of it, huh? Yeah, somewhere, anywhere. It just depends on the the, the, the form of capital. Anywhere from a third to a half is what we're expecting, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So, if, so if you raise three million bucks at a three million pre money valuation, so six million post, that's you basically selling fifty percent of the company. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Are you sure? Like, are you definitely set on doing equity? Have you looked at venture debt at all? We've looked at that, and you know, we've got a securities attorney involved that is looking at that as another option. We're looking at a couple of routes. We're looking at a route of uh, kind of an OTC type uh, offering. He's got some some clients that are really um, uh, interested in helping make money in, in small over the over the counter type stocks. So we're looking at a public uh, a possible public scenario where we go public as a small little OTC. So we're looking at a, a number of scenarios. Uh, wait, Andre, I'm so I'm so I'm curious. Why involve a security lawyer at a company at your size? That just seems like super super extra and unnecessary. Well, I mean, um, I, we've looked at other strategies that didn't involve going that route. And what we find is that some investors are less interested. The, the securities lawyers come about with a strategy, a, a relatively low cost strategy of, of, of making the company a public company in the OTC market, maybe even getting a, uh, being able to get a shell that already exists on the other side. It's already public um, because there's so much more investor interest in a company that is trading publicly because the, the investor has a way out. And a lot well, of assuming the stock, out. assuming it's a stable stock price and there's liquidity, that's the challenge. There's not going to be a, well, a lot but, of trading but, volume. But, yeah. But a lot of companies, there are companies out there that actually help you to build that liquidity. They help you to build that liquidity by generating interest amongst other investors. And, you know, when there's a market, it's a little bit easier than saying, you know, Hey John, give me $200,000 for my, you know, for X percent interest in my company versus buying, John, here's, you know, buy X number of shares, a stock in my company for 200,000. 
So, and if, like you said, if, if you can, you know, if, if folks can help make a market, um, it's just one strategy we're looking at. We're not, you know, we're not set on any strategy. We're looking at multiple strategies and, you know, we'll continue to do that. Yeah. Very good. All right. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, favorite business book would probably be, uh, it's an old one, but I still love it. Seven habits, highly successful people. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I've always admired, um, Bill Gates, uh, for the strategies that he used in the early days of Microsoft. Yep. Um, so I've always admired him. Number, th- number three, what tool do you use for billing? For billing, we're just using, um, we don't really bill. I mean, we set all of our clients up on an automatic payment plan. And so it just, it just automatically comes out of their account every month. Yeah, no, no. But how do you, how, how, what is your payment, bill. your payment processor? Authorized.net. Oh, you use authorized. Okay. Uh, number sure. four, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, probably about five. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Married. No kids? Yeah. One kid, one kid, married, one kid, but he's grown. He's 28. So. Okay. And how old are you, Andre? I'm 60. 60. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, about half of what I know today. <laughs> no less guys. There you have it. Andre again, launched his company back, uh, many years ago, bootstrapped it, then raised a mil- about a million bucks. This was back in 2011. Now about 10 people again, helping and selling to small physicians, uh, across maybe one, two, three locations, helping them and really becoming their payment provider and running many, many different parts of their business. hundred customers today, 700 bucks a month. So doing about 700 grand per month on revenue, less than 5% revenue churn per year, growing 20 to 30% year over year. Andre, thanks for taking us to the top. All right, buddy. Thank you. Have a great day.